This is DWMOD. As always, I'm your host, Mikey Wilson. Stay with me now. Hey, the Pistons are scrappy, but it's quickly looking like we got all our balls in that lottery bag. Down! Hut! 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 Hey, it's 2023, and they still haven't put Sweet Lou Whitaker in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Knock it off. Ready? Oh, Lions fans drinking that Kool-Aid Super Bowl. Hey, disagree with me or don't. That's how it works. Hut! Hut! For everybody that was laughing at Dan Campbell, he has delivered everything that he has promised. And now the NFL world is bathing in the grit and drinking the Kool-Aid of the Detroit Lions. The man is the coach of the year. Everybody's up in arms about a college football playoff expansion. Make it eight, make it ten, make it sixteen, it doesn't matter. In five years, the two super conferences known as the SEC and the B1G will have their own individual playoffs, and those two teams will meet in the college Super Bowl. Bet on it. Hey, disagree with me or don't. That's how it works. All right, everybody, hey, it's time for another episode of DWMODS, Disagree With Me or Don't, but you know that if you've been paying attention, you've been listening to the show, and I'm back again with the fellow you knows it all too well, all too well. Andy St. Clair, welcome back, my friend. Buddy, I'm back, uh, two-time champion. You know, it might might not be ironic that the Chiefs are back-to-back champions and I'm back-to-back champions, almost like I'm kind of tailing the Chiefs. Yeah, you're riding your squad. You yep. are riding your squad, man, for sure. No doubt about it. If they three-peat, you might three-peat. That's a possibility. It's gonna be, it'll be tough for both of us to three-peat, I think. I think it's going to be hard. <laughs> It'll be very difficult. No, I thought it would be hard to back-to-back it, so who knows? Yeah, yeah. Well, first time it's ever been done, man, and it didn't – you know, it it, may, it looked close maybe – uh, divisional weekend, it looked like, okay, this thing's within striking distance. But after divisional weekend, it was like, nah, there's not enough games left. You were too far ahead. It was done. It was done. Yeah, well, that, that, uh, sadly, the Detroit-San Francisco game was the one that probably won it for me. Because I had, yeah. I think I got all three for three on that one. That, yep. that one, that was the bad one. Yeah. And uh, we may have to, if we get Anthony, Anthony had some some illness at home. He couldn't make it tonight. But um, we, we got to talk it out, maybe the three of us, about some rule changes here. Because, man, him and I were tied going into that final game, the Super Bowl. Yep. And he didn't even pick the winner in the game, and he winds up in second place. Now, how the hell does that happen? Who did he have? What, uh, he must have had he, the under? Or he, he, had, he had the under. Yeah, and he had he had the Chiefs with the points, okay. so but he took the Frisco to win. So yeah, right. I had Chiefs all the way and the under. I mean, and the over. Right, and we both know the over was forty-seven and a half, and the game hit at forty-seven. They don't kick the extra point. So this thing was second place was decided by a half a point on the spread of the over/under. Yeah, you know that you know the the spread actually. I think it closed in Vegas at like forty. Like on Sunday, it moved like forty six and a half. Oh, so, that would have been gold. That that was uh, so. I think technically, you know, in the Super Bowl, I think it counts as the overheads, which you know when they you know next year they'll be like the over is twenty eight and twelve or whatever. Right. You know, right. like so. I, I don't really know that number, but uh, technically, you know, you could have middled it too. You could have you could have bet the over at forty. If this had been crazy. You bet the under when it was 47 and a half. Then you bet the over at 46 and a half, and you could have got them both. I mean, you would have had – that would have been unbelievable. That would have been unbelievable. That would have been fantastic. Hard. You couldn't do it. I would have enjoyed that. I would have enjoyed that. But anyways, man, it was back-to-back for you. Uh, congratulations. I don't know what we're going to do for a prize, man. I don't know what we're going to do for a prize. I didn't have anything together because I'll be honest. I, I thought I was going to win. I right. thought the Lions yeah. were going to win the Super Bowl. I was going right. to ride the blue Kool-Aid wave. Right to the championship, so I gotta get maybe one of these rust belt shirts. I want to see what the rust belt. I'm gonna go through them and see what they got. Yeah, go through that. Go. I ordered some stuff, man. It's great. It's real comfortable. Chloe ordered sweatshirt and stuff. It's good stuff, man. Yeah, check it out, and uh, we'll see. Rust belt. We'll really get it going. 
Yeah, let's push this thing over the top, man. That's what I'm talking about. Well, listen, let's talk about some other football stuff. Uh, you know that football talks ramping up as the, as the Super Bowl ends. It always ramps up heading into the draft. Uh, you and I are always all over the draft. Uh, we'll probably do the draft again this year, you know, with our picks. But let's get into some things that happened at the end of the year here with Quick Hits. <laughs> Uh, all right, Andy, the San Francisco, they fire Wilkes yep. a couple of days after the Super Bowl, which I I don't know, man. I'm kind of on a fence with this one. Here's where I'm at. I feel like it's weird. I feel like, especially the way the defense played in the Super Bowl, didn't play that great against Green Bay, but again, they were hot coming in. Uh, didn't play well against the Lions in the first half, but won the damn game for him in the second half to send him to the Super Bowl, and then looked really good against Kansas City until it starts getting late and you get tired and they fire the guy. Do you think that this was a personal thing? Like maybe him and Shanahan were just not getting along anymore. And it was like, all right, that's just, this is it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, you know, I, uh, I, I don't think so. I think they were probably, you know, they, they were, that was kind of like the big secret, right? Everybody was like San Francisco defense, not as good as everybody thinks it is. You know, the Packers, the Lions, they, both teams should have won that game. So, you know, like somehow San Francisco was in the Super Bowl and neither and never should have been probably. Uh, I, I just think they probably need to like get a new scheme a little bit, like what whatever they were missing, you know. So I think that was to me the issue. You know, if you look at the last few games, like, you know, week 15, they gave up 29 to Arizona. You know, they gave up the next week, they gave up 33 to, to the Ravens. Then they played Washington and then they played the Rams, you know, so they, they gave up 10 and 21, but then they, you know, then the playoffs happened. They gave up 24 and 31, you know, like they're just giving up a lot of points. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have a lot of good dudes. You know, I, I, I think it's, pro- you know what, it probably is super unfair is for Wilkes is that I do think if Greenlaw doesn't get hurt in the Super Bowl, if he doesn't tear his yeah. Achilles, I think San Francisco probably wins. I think that's how important that was the Greenlaw injury. And Thank then Will probably keeps his job. They probably Thank don't you. fire him. Like, so yeah. that one injury probably, you know, maybe cost him. You know, Wilkes had a tough time, too. He was Carolina coach last year. Yeah. Remember? And he was kind of good. And there was like, oh, Carolina, get the job. And then he did get the job, and they hired Reich, and they fired that guy after, like, 11 weeks. Yeah, he's been having uh, a bad stretch of being the fall guy, no doubt about yeah. it. Because at the end of the day, you know, you lose a game like that, somebody's getting the axe, somebody's going to pay the price, and it's not going to be on the offensive side of the ball, that's Shanahan's side. Yeah, you know? and, you know, he's got to, like, he's got to find a dude, right? He's got to find a dude, and the dude that yeah. he trusts. And, like, cause they, they are pretty loaded in San Francisco. It's just, you know, the Purdy's so cheap. Like it's it's just they're gonna take another shot at it, right? They're gonna oh yeah, they're gonna keep they're gonna be there, right? If Purdy was costing them like thirty million, they'd be toast. But right, he's not. So he's yeah. like three percent of their cap. So like it's worth doing. It's worth finding something, you know, for them. Bless you. It's worth finding something for them to be happy about. Shanahan's got to find some dude. Yeah, he's got right. They got to get something going on that side of the ball if they're gonna pull it off. Um, but you know, a lot of everybody bagging on it's so it's so weird because defense is a sport, a defense is a sport. Football is is the only sport where you have the ability to like control your possessions and hold the football. So a defense can look really, really bad if the offense keeps giving the ball back so quickly. You know, and I'm not saying that was the case in the Super Bowl at all. I'm just saying that a lot of times people look at NFL teams and they'll be like, oh, well, that defense is really, really bad. And it's like, well, the offense sucks and that defense is on the field the whole game. And that's yes. unlike any other sport. I mean, right? Like right. the NBA is shot clock. You can't do it. Baseball's three outs. You got to turn it over. Hockey, I guess you can try to hold the puck the whole time if you want, but you're going to wind right. up in your own zone and get burned. You know, right. it's like it's a it's a quagmire of a sport in that fashion. So for, for the defensive guy to get hammered when – and this. San Francisco's offense wasn't doing shit in the game, man. Right, right. But that, but it does tell me they believe that if their defense was fixed, they believe they would have won the title. I can't argue with that. Right. I, I can't I mean, argue with that. And they, again, I still think Greenlaw, right? If Greenlaw's a great linebacker. Like, yes. That dude doesn't just get randomly hurt. That, that's, that's to me the craziest part of the Super Bowl, right? That dude got hurt. Once that dude got hurt, I live bet Kansas City like three times. I was like, yeah. it's over. 
They, there's no way they're gonna agree. Like, and I believe there's a stat like when Greenlaw was in, Mahomes was having a horrible game. When the when the the backup linebacker came in, Mahomes went nine for nine. Right? He just picked that guy apart at that point. Yeah, Kelsey had not caught a lot of balls, and then after right. that, he caught a whole bunch of footballs. I mean. And so that, that injury is basically costing Steve Wilkes' job? Probably. Like, I, you know, look, my guess is that Shanahan wanted to get rid of him regardless somewhere along the season. He was like, this guy's yeah. not working. I, you know, I give him credit for at least cutting bait early. I mean, like, I got to, you know, he knows the window is, you know, it's not closed, but it's, what, there's two, three years left maybe? Yeah. He's got, yeah, he's got guys that ain't getting any younger and Bosa ain't going to start going longer into seasons without getting hurt. You know what I mean? It's like, so uh, yeah, I'm with you on that, man. It's, it's just tough sometimes because you know, it will fall all on one dude, but that's the name of the game. Ain't it? Right. Yeah, for sure. It is. <laughs> All right, man, let's jump on. This is one of my favorite stories going right now. Little college football, little college football here. Um, college coaches leaving head coaching positions to go be assistants or worse, or you know, coordinators or worse on other teams because of everything that's happening in college football right now. And I'm going to run down a list for you real quick here. I made a quick list so far. Here's what's happened. Um, Chip Kelly walks away from the head coaching job at UCLA for a huge pay cut to go be the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. He'll live. He's got money. Um, Jeff Halfley, he leaves the head coaching job at Boston College to go be an assistant in Green Bay. Huge pay cut uh, just to be an assistant. Uh, Kane Womack, he's the head coach from Southern Alabama, South Alabama. Uh, They had a good season, bowl game. They're in it for their conference this year. They were were hunting down a conference title for a while there. He leaves to go become the assistant defensive coordinator at Alabama alongside Buffalo's head coach, University of Buffalo head coach, uh, uh, Maurice Lindquist. He walks away from the head coaching job at Buffalo to go be the assistant defensive coordinator at Alabama alongside this other guy. I guess they're going to figure out who gets the job at the end of the year. Uh, Sean Elliott, uh, he, I, I don't even know. Like, he is at Georgia State. He just left in the middle of spring ball, like this mm-hmm. week, just walked out in the middle of spring ball, and that's a team that was fighting for the conference championships. he got yes. a good program down there. They're on the map. People don't want to play them. He walks away to go be the tight ends coach at South Carolina. I'm like, what the hell's going on, man? Yeah, you know, of all the like, I you know the the one the coach going to Green Bay, like, I get it, right? He wants to get in the NFL. This is probably how he's gonna have. He's never gonna be good enough to like get in the NFL any other way, right? He's gonna get fired, and then he's probably afraid he's not gonna get a shot, right? So he he has to probably do that. I'm with that. The Alabama one, I'm okay with too because I'm like, look, you want to coach in fucking Alabama, right? You want to play Yankee Stadium? Uh, it's it's kind of you know like there are some. You, this is how you do it, right? You have to you have to eat some crow and then you go and you know who knows maybe you get lucky and Alabama's got will have the, a great defense, right? Good recruits, and then maybe a, a big time program and they, like maybe a, a power five school comes after you. But this is new. Like, this is not it's something new. we're accustomed to at all. Like, this is I not normal. Weird Chip, that's the weird one. That's a big weird one. It's a weird one, right? Like, I guess he, he realizes, like, okay, Ohio State's going to be better than UCLA. I'm going to get my doors blown off in the Big Ten. You know he what I'm going to do? I'm going to go have an easy year, be the offensive coordinator. Maybe Ryan Day gets fired. Maybe our offense is awesome. The defense sucks. And then guess who has a chance to step in at Ohio State? Chip yeah, Kelly. maybe, maybe. I think, yeah, he's. I I don't disagree that he's smart for walking away with them heading to the Big Ten because UCLA is going to get absolutely bombed in the Big Ten hard, and no doubt. But this this dude walking out of Georgia State in the middle of spring ball to go be the tight end coach of South Carolina that's the big one to me. I'm like, what? The, what? It's a weird one. Well, I'd rather be a head coach than a tight ends coach. No, I'm, they're both important jobs. I'm, you know, but I'd rather be a head coach. I think. Yeah, and, and he, I guess he came from the South Carolina program before he got the head coaching job at Georgia State, and it's like, 
they didn't promote you from within, bro. Like you, they weren't interested in you then. And then you go back to be, you're not even the offensive line coach. And I'm not disrespecting positions of coaching, man, because they're all right. fucking important. But I'm saying you're the head coach at a, a team that's going to a bowl game every single year and is one of the better teams in, in the power fives. And I mean, I, in the group of fives and you walk away to go be the tight end coach. I think it says a lot about the state of college football right now. I think it says right. a lot about the NIL. And right. I think it says even more about the B1G and the SEC becoming these mega conferences. And these group of five teams are tired of being, they're basically minor league football, Andy. Right. These guys recruit their asses off and they bring in these players knowing that these other teams are just going to call them up next year. Like you're having yes. your roster pilfered in spring. Yeah. I do think that's part of it too. I think some of these coaches like that coach, the Georgia state coach was like, I just don't want to put, that's a lot of work. And God knows every year I have to do a lot of work. And why don't I just go to one of these big schools? And then, you know, if I, if we do, you know, maybe I'll work my way up there, then I can be, then I can be the person taking the people, you know, compared to sure. being people coming from my team. So, yeah, I, you wouldn't, know, I wouldn't doubt awesome. with it being spring ball. I wouldn't doubt that he went into spring practice and on like the third day was just like, where the f are all the guys? And the right. assistant's like, they're all in the portal coach. They're not coming to practice. And he just right. was like, fuck this. And was like, I'm out of here. Yeah. And some of these we don't like, I can't imagine like Chip Kelly and Ryan day are buddies, but maybe, you know, there's always these weird connections with coaches sometimes like, like that, that guy at Georgia state knew the South Carolina coach who was like, I knew him 20 years, you know, whatever, you know, there's always weird connections that way too. Yeah, so, could be. It could be. Something you, it's like it's that. new. It's very new in the world of college football. And, and you know, it's, it's going to yeah. make it harder, making it harder. I, I think it's, I think it's absolutely making it worse. Like it, uh, it's making it worse. These group of five schools, you used to have players that would come out of these schools, like, like a Randy Moss, you know, the day of right. finding that kid and giving him a shot. And then he winds up being one of the best players in college football. And he's at Marshall. Because right. he's not going anywhere else. You know what I mean? Right. Like, those days are over. If that were nowadays, he'd be at Ohio State next year, right. and the Marshall coach would be sitting there holding his dick. And it's yeah, like, for sure. It's just, it's horrible for the group of five schools. And I don't even know why we keep calling them group of five schools because it's really just the Big Ten and the SEC now. Right. You know what I mean? So it's well, like, so it's similar with, and I know we'll talk about the NBA a little later, but I, I was just reading a story of like their, their G League Ignite, the NBA, you know? They have a league, which is basically before NIL. It was a little league. Just imagine it kind mm -hmm. of the go between college and pro. And then some guys could go in there and play, get paid money, some money, maybe not a lot of money, but make money to eventually possibly get into the NBA, right? Like the Thompson Twins yeah. did it. Uh, Scoot did it. Henderson. But anyway, the long story short is that recently, this year specifically, the, the league ignite is having a harder time because the NIL deals are keeping more of those kids, which is good in college mm -hmm. basketball, right? It's good. It's keeping these guys in there and they're making enough money. They don't have to yeah. go to ignite, right? It's hurting that league some. So silver in the NBA is going to have to like find a way to make it work. The NIL, if they're going to keep the ignite around college football is going to have to also kind of figure this out and do some work is my only point. Like, because NIL yeah. is, is is changing a lot. Oh, uh, they just well, you know, the NCAA. We've been over this a hundred times. They cut they cut their own head off with this thing, just letting it be wild west with yeah. this NIL. Let everybody else pay them. We'll hog all the money because you you see already. I was talking about it on on last week's show. The SEC and the Big Ten have already created a coalition that is discussing their doubts of participating in a college football playoff any further because yeah. they're going to be the college football Super Bowl, man. The NCAA is out, man. They're out. Yeah. Well, that sucks. NCAA is so bad anyway, generally. So, yeah. Yeah. It's garbage, and they are going to be gone. And yeah. then I don't know what's going to happen with these, you know, for lack of better renaming it yet, this group of five schools. Like, I don't know what's going to happen with all these schools. They're just going to be farm right. clubs or – Right. I don't know. Right. You're not you're not talking the power five. You're talking about the uh, the non yeah, the group of fives, yeah. yeah. Like the the you know, like the Mac and the Sun Belt. And right, then, right. you know, where do these where do these schools and these teams land? You know, like I don't know. 
Yeah, it's, it's a hot mess. And I, I was saying years ago on the show with the NIL, I was saying they should put a cap on this now. Like now, you right. can't just give a freshman who's never played unlimited NIL money to come play at your school. There's got to be a cap, and every year it increases. And that would have made college football better because then you would have had guys like, at, for instance, like at that time, a Saquon Barkley were like, oh, I'm not going to go to the NFL and get, you know, right. jilted as a running back, not going to get any money. I'm going to come back to Penn State for my senior year because I'm going to make $10 million because now I'm a senior and my NIL is unlimited. You know, it's a, there's I have to talk. I'll talk to a friend of mine who was telling me that Missouri and Missouri's been better here when they were good this year. But their their NIL deal with the university is something like it's it's incredible, right? It's it's very beneficial for in-state kids to go to Missouri. It like gives them a bigger bump in pay or something. I don't really know. I'll, sure. I'll have to ask somebody who's telling me. But that's why you're seeing more of those kids from like in Missouri, at least Kansas City, St. Louis, stay in-house. You're seeing those kids from the bigger city schools or bigger cities, which will automatically makes Missouri better, right? One of Missouri. I could go on a. I could have my own podcast called "Why What Missouri's Doing Wrong in Football and Basketball." But they're letting the main argument is they're always letting these these inner city kids, whether it's Kansas City, St. Louis, the big city kids, leave to go to like Alabama, Purdue, you know, whatever, sure, you sure. know, Ohio State. So you know, yeah, NL, NIL's changing and it's changing how these teams are playing and the the Power Five schools need to find the best way to take advantage of it now while it's still the wild west before things are shut down in some way, you know, in four years, we'll look back and be like, wasn't that crazy? They almost ruined. Oh. oh yeah. We are going to look back on it like that. No doubt about it. I mean, to me, I think it's just easy, man. You just got to tear it out. You're a freshman. Here's your cap. You're a sophomore. Here's your cap. You're junior. Right. Here's your cap. Senior year unlimited. You want to come back, finish your degree and play your senior year in college football. That's better for everybody in college football. Sure. You know, so I don't know if they'll they'll do it, but it's a hot mess, brother. We ain't going to solve it tonight. (laughs) Uh, Dallas Cowboys, man, we got to get a quick hit in on the Dallas Cowboys. The alum are popping off now like you wouldn't believe. Uh, Emmett Smith, just the other day to paraphrase the thing, said, uh, I'm, I'm tired of being sold on what the Cowboys can be. These guys don't want to win. They just want to talk about winning. They want to be Internet stars, Instagram stars. They want to run their little podcast. Did you hear what I had to say? And they they think they are stars based on what the Cowboys have done in the past. And they haven't accomplished shit. Mm-hmm. And he almost swore on midair. He said, mother brothers. He said, these mother brothers. Oh, okay. oh man. He All almost right. swore on midair. Like, I Emmett was it. that mad about it. And I, I agree with everything he said 100%. I can't, I can't, I can't disagree with that. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys, uh, you know, Jerry has got this, he's got, it's messy. It's always messy with Cowboys. But, he, you know, again, I think we had this podcast like three weeks ago. Like Jerry won't hire a good coach, like that's the real yeah. issue. He's just hiring these bad coaches. So whenever that happens, then the Cowboys might have an opportunity to be good again. Which is why you know, like McCarthy gets fired, Belichick can take over in a year, or my prediction is Deion Sanders, and they're gonna and get Shadur, and then they, they, you know, that's how it keeps working. So uh, Belichick, Sanders, like some, you know, McCarthy will get, you'll get fired, you'll get fired, I think. Uh- He's going to have to, but it's also a bit to do with like this generation. It's just, they're more than happy. He's dead right. They're more than happy to be Instagram stars. Micah Parsons is more than happy to have his podcast and his online followers and everybody want to listen to what he's got to say all the time than to go out there and handle business and be a leader in a locker room. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you know, I, I, when Emmett starts doing that, yeah, I'm like, listen, Emmett, you straight up just skipped pre you skipped training August. You, you skipped it all. And like two or three games for like a new contract when the Cowboys went like, Oh, and two and oh, and three, right? Like, like th- these ideas that these dudes who are like, you know, read the book by Jeff Perlman about the nineties Cowboys, right? It, it's it, read that book and then fucking tell Emmett Smith to stop running his mouth. Like, <laughs> like Michael Irvin stabs a dude on the plane. Right. And like, it's in the very, it's in the cold opening of the book, 
right? And I can't remember the name of the book, but it's a great book by Jeff Perlman uh, about the Cowboys. Uh, like, yeah, and, and Jerry Jones, it, it, it was called Boys Will Be Boys. Read that book. Like, it, what drives me crazy is these guys in like the 90s being like, we never would have done that. I'm like, here's a book right here. Yeah, Jeff they did crazy shit. You, what are you fucking talking about? These guys are today are way more, you know, at least they're talking to the media. Yeah, they have a podcast, right? They're talking to the media. They, they're they're letting you know where they are. Like, it was much more secretive in the 90s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s. Like, But I think I, those guys I'm are out on what Emmett's saying generally. I'm like, I think that's kind of his crazy. point, though, Andy. I think that's kind of his point, though, is like we kept all this kind of shit in house and it was about the football and come practice and come Sunday and shit. We were about trying to win. And these guys, it's not about that with them. It's not about the football. It's about they had, they had the best O-line. Podcast. Like, look, we don't want to Emmett's talking like he was the, the greatest running back in the world. Right. It's like, no, like his Barry Sanders exists. If Barry Sanders played that old argument, played for the Cowboys, Emmett Smith would have been fine, right? Like, I, they're all trying to win, right? It's not like Micah Parsons, halfway through the season, we were like, defensive player of the year, Micah Parsons, right? It was like, yeah, I, I just don't, I just don't buy, I don't buy it in like any sort of work where they, where it was like, I used to hate it when it worked in Second City when people were like, these shows, man, we were trying, we were doing different stuff. You guys, I'm like, shut the fuck up. You weren't, you were doing the same shit we were doing, right? Stop. The difference is we're actually more open about it. So you're mad that we're telling people about what we're doing wrong. Okay. Right. I'm having a podcast saying I'm mad at the coach. I'm sorry. I didn't keep that in and just tell the other players. I said it out loud in public forum. Whatever, Emmett. Like, yeah, Who but cares? then their their moms and the and their fucking brothers are on it. It's it is a bit crazy, man. You got CD, like CD Lamb's great, right? His mom's crazy. Like she's CD crazy. Awesome. Parsons' brother is uh, talking sure. shit. I'm like Jackson you know I mean? Mahomes, right? Jackson Mahomes. But look, Patrick Mahomes to me is he's got his father's on his third DWI, right? His wife nobody likes. His brother just got off uh, from being in jail, right? He's got Kelsey and Swift, but none of it matters, right? Because he won the Super Bowl. If Dallas had just won the Super Bowl, then Emmett Smith wouldn't have said anything. The problem is they got they a bad can't. coach. They can't win the Super Bowl. They got a bad coach. The quarterback is fine, right? They won't Dallas Jerry Jones won't do things to make the team win. It's yeah. not the yeah. players. Emmett's blaming like the players. I'm like, "No, dude." Jerry Jones needs to get rid of Dak Prescott, start over, get a quarterback. I, listen, I think that I think like my one point I was going to make here is Dak is the one guy that I feel doesn't fit into any of this. Like he's the one guy that I think honestly is dialed in and trying to win and is fed up with these clowns. I think, you know, I mean? he did not play well in the playoff game. He did not play well in the playoff game. He's yeah. terrible. He's he always was. terrible when it, when it comes, when it's, when it's time to make money, Dak is terrible. It's like it's always bad. So it's like why like he, he look, hasn't who played guys well, is playing bad. Micah look, do we need to look up Micah Parsons stats this year? I think yeah, he has well, like 15. He started stats. out red hot and okay. then the whole thing started falling apart when all the finger pointing started going on around the locker room and shit. You know, I guess my point is it does seem like a group of guys that not one of them could play for Dan Campbell. You know what I'm saying? I, I as, guarantee as a, you Micah you know, Parsons could play for Dan Campbell. I guarantee it. They would like to have his talent. Yes. I'm I saying the locker room. CD Lamb, CD Lamb could play. CD Lamb could play in Detroit. I guarantee it. He would be awesome know, man. in Detroit. He would I be so good. I will, I will, I don't know about CD Lamb, but I tell you right now, I don't think they'd even consider bringing in a guy like Michael Parsons. They'd be like, no way. That's not the Parsons boat we're running here, bro. Sacks. 14 sacks this year. I, but that's not, I'm telling you right now, they wouldn't do it. They'd be like, that is not what we're doing here, dude. Your Please. podcast, your distraction, you're on TV every day telling somebody's business and shit. No, no, we don't need it. That'd just, be crazy. I don't think they would at all. You know? Oh, I, I know. mean, they had, there was guys, the rumor mills that the trade deadline of, of you know, trades that might have been coming our way that they were turning down because they were like, we don't think that guy fits the locker room. Oh, you know, it God. was like, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't want him. I really wouldn't. It ain't like he's the best in the damn league at the position. He's good. He's a very good player. You have very good player. Oh, there are other guys. 
top. He's probably top five. Right? Easily. 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 I think you he's going to find a job wherever he wants. I, I think, you know, they're going to bring in old ass Zimmer. This is crazy to me. I'm like, Mike Zimmer? Okay. Come yeah. on in. Like, McCart- like, it's just, it's a mess. It's It's constantly a mess. Yeah, there's no leadership from the top down, and there sure as fuck ain't any in the locker room. I'll give Emmett that. There, there ain't any. There just isn't. They're a hot mess. And then they bagged on Tony Romo to no end. I thought they did Tony wrong because I didn't think Tony said anything crazy. Tony's statement was, uh, you know, sooner or later, the Cowboys are going to have to get over that hump. It seems like they're close every single year and just can't get over the hump, and it's got to happen sooner or later. And they turned it into he was taking a shot at him. And I think he was just casually talking like, we're yeah. close. It's going to happen. And they yeah. raked him over the coals, man. Like, who are you to say anything? You were part of the teams that couldn't get over. And he's like, I didn't mean it like that. I mean, also, too, you know, like that division hasn't had a repeat winner in like 20 years. Yeah, it's crazy. You don't win the division this year, Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys will not win it this <laughs> year. I'll agree with that they won't. 100%. They will not. They will not. But then again, that begs the question of who will. Are you trust the Giants to do it right now? I don't. I, I mean, it's not crazy, but I don't. Buddy, Washington, I, I'm no one, bet, one NFC East best. Give me those New York Giants. I, give me those odds, man. Give it to me. Yeah, with the odds. Man, yeah. Plus 500, plus 600. I love it. To win the it's NFC gonna, East? They got to get a quarterback, though, man. I don't know. Yeah, Dimes missed some. He missed some time this year. If if Dimes is a quarterback, at least you have that in your pocket. I don't want to bet the Giants, but I would. No, no. I, I, if I man, I don't know. I want to see what Philly's numbers are. I gotta imagine they're gonna fall off. I gotta imagine they're not gonna be favorites by any means. And if it's a difference between, you know, uh, plus three hundred or plus five hundred, just give me the plus three and I'll take Philly. I don't know about the Giants. I don't know. But those yeah. won't be the numbers. You know, it'll be like plus 175 for Philly. Yeah, and the yeah. Giants will be 500, you know. For sure. So that's what it'll wind up being. Uh, anyway, man, let's jump into a little knock it off. All right, everyone. Time to do me a favor and knock it off. Let's just start with this NBA All-Star game, buddy. Oh, my God. Yeah. What yeah. a th- this, what a hot mess. That I couldn't even watch it. I couldn't even it's watch tough. it. I, I I barely I I'm with you. It's I love the NBA and I'm like I, I just it's like a free weekend to me. It's like a free yeah. weekend. I'm like, yeah. Yep. Don't even care. Yeah. yeah. And it's like the thing you used to love when you were a kid was you, you tuned in to watch the three point shootout and the dunk contest, right? Right. And the dunk contest is basically garbage now. And I I I can't blame the guy. Let's start with the dunk contest. Yeah. I cannot I cannot get on these guys about the dunk contest because it's just gotten to a place where like, uh, it's like you get to have the best cake in the world every fucking day. You give a shit about cake anymore. These guys are such good athletes and so big and the dunks are so like, what else can they do? It's boring. Yeah. It's, you know, like, uh, every few years, an interesting one pops up, you know, I think of like the, the Levine Gordon like 2016 year was kind of cool. Um, even this guy Mac McClung who won like he's not even on the NBA roster, right? He's they a, brought the G League guy in to win it G last League. year, and they knew what they were doing with that. They marched out the white G Leaguer, and he dunked right. it. And that dude can dunk. fly. I mean, he, he can. can. Fly. Yeah, he's just yeah. like I'm not. I'm. I find it hard to get into Mac his dunks. I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah. It's just, it's lost its luster. Right. And then the three point shootout that used to be my favorite one too. I used to love that as much as I love the dunk contest. And that, that even used to be a lot more entertaining. Now that's still fun because, you know, shooting is shooting, but these guys can just, they're lights out shooters now where it's like, but that one's still fun. I still enjoy the three point contest. Um, I like the idea of having the the girls shooting against the guys. That was fun. Yeah. You know, that's that's a cool one. Yeah, I, I, I love. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I was just saying, like, you know, the th- the the three point contest, you know, ha- has they've gotten really good at the three pointers, obviously. Yeah. So it's like, you know, little tweaks will help that one. You know, compared to like the dunk contest, where like we're gonna need a couple big tweaks, right? Just to like, or somebody's yeah. gonna need. Why I want the dunk. You know, the dunk I've always won the dunk contest, but no one's willing to do it. Like. Somebody goes up and tries to block a dunker who just rams it home. Like those are the dunks we love in a game. Yes. 
let's just do it, right? Like, yeah. But to get the other person to kind of come in and be a dummy is the hard. Yeah, and then somebody's gonna get hurt and they just won't yeah. do it. But I love that idea. Like, like if we did the dunk contest like this, okay, you're getting three dunks, right? Um, first one, do whatever you want. Second right. one has to be an alley oop, and the third one, you got to dunk it over a dude. Right, like, legit defense. He gets to stand right. in the circle, and you get to bear down on him. Now I'd watch that. Yeah, we'll see what happens, right? Like, yeah. and you can choose one of these three to five players, right? You can choose Antetokounmpo. He said he'd do it. He'd stand in the middle and try to block you. Yeah. You can also choose like some like a backup center for the Knicks, right? right. You can, you're going to get graded higher, a lot higher points if you dunk on Giannis. And yeah. Giannis is not going to want to let you dunk on him. Nor right. is he going to want to get into like an outfit, right? He's going to want to wear his, clo- his street clothes. Oh, yeah. He's going to wear like a basketball gear. Yeah, I, I, man, I would love that. But you're right. Number one, these guys aren't going to want to risk injury. But number two, this is a generation of, of, again, social media and Instagram and shit. And these guys are not going to risk being a fucking meme out there getting dunked on in this contest. They're, 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 I'm not going out there to get dunked on. Well, back in the day, them dudes, he'd be like, I don't give a fuck. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I just yeah, don't yeah. think it. Just I love finding it. Something, finding something. A dunk contest is kind of iconic. But, you know, you got to dudes got to have a little flair right a little yeah. something like even watching Jalen brown yesterday or whenever i was like okay i mean he yeah. can dunk i'm not against he's, he's a fine dunker right you know? but there's no swag to it there was no like no like you gotta pump up the your character a little bit you know yeah he's yeah. like i'm a very good basketball player who dunks the ball and i'm like yeah yep you are you know what i'm, I'm gonna equate it i'm gonna equate it to like professional wrestling right yeah that's what i'm gonna say is i'm gonna equate it to professional wrestling when it, it switched over from all the big dudes that would drop the hammer moves on dudes that would make you go oh and yeah. they switched over to these high flying spinning mysterio types and now it's like all the the fancy dunks now are how many times can i twirl and put it through my legs and turn around and dunk it give me give like next year give me a guy that just goes in there like vince carter and he's like i'm just gonna hammer the fucking rim off on yeah. every dunk yeah. and that's the one i'll go Give me that guy. That's yeah. more fun. You know? Because you're right, though, because like the three-point contest is still pretty good, right? And they and they can add more women into that because yeah, there's a lot of great women's players for sure. And a lot yeah. of great women shooters. Like get Caitlin Clark, see you next year. You know, you can come into that thing. So yeah. like you can add little tweaks there. The dunk contest needs saving. Or or do it like here's the other yeah. thought. Do it like every two years, every three years. You know, you do it like yeah, every maybe something years. like that. Every election year, you're going to get a dunk contest. You know, whatever. You know, you could... yeah. Or maybe give them the ability to like raise the rim for bonus points. Like I'm sure. putting it up to 12 feet, sure. and I'm going to fucking do some. That'll be more fun, even. You know. Right. Here's what I think they ought to do with the three point contest: is pair up one girl, one guy. They can pick whoever if they want to right. do it. You know, we're like it's got to be somebody from the same city or whatever. But everybody doesn't have a team, so anyway, right. like girls and guys, pair up however you want. Okay, WNBA All-Star with an NBA All-Star. And here's the deal. You have two balls and you have two minutes and you got to rebound for each other. She's got to shoot the first minute and you got to rebound and get her the ball back. You know what I mean? And then the guy's got to rebound for her. Let's hustle, rebound, pass, catch, shoot, and let's see who gets the most three-pointers. I love it. And see how many you get. They're going to be exhausted. You want to go first. You probably want to go first in that. Oh, man, it's a one-round thing. You are like going second after you've just gotten all those rebounds. Like, fuck, I'm tired. I, I yeah, exhausting. Yeah, it will be exhausting, but it'll be fun to watch, man. It'll be like the old basketball practice in high school and shit. You know, when, it, when you're doing those drills where you got to rebound and it's a race and then the ball goes into the crowd and she's like, oh, fuck, man. Come on. Yeah, ricochets just careens off and careens It's off. up in the bleachers that it's stuck between two bleachers and you're like, we lost. We got to run suicides, man. I would love to watch the NBA guys do that. I wouldn't mind even seeing like, uh, like kind of like uh, like older retired NBA players come back for the three point competition. It's like, it's Curry and Bird versus Reggie Miller and you know Dave. That would be cool. I'd be like, I'm into this. I want to see this. I, I want to watch see, that. I want to see Larry Bird fling him back up. Well, maybe yeah. Bird gives us one last moment at like 65 or 70. I don't know how old he is. He's not. He's not that old. But yeah. 
I would love to watch that. That guy trying to get in here. I would love to watch that, man, for sure. That would be amazing to watch. But that final score of that game winds up being 211 to 186. Yeah. What the? F- and there was two fouls called in the game. It's, yeah, it's bad. I Like, I saw, I, I watched a little of the game, and then I saw a, a, mostly highlights, and I was like, yeah, I didn't miss nothing. <laughs> you know, like, oh, no. They got to set, the, you know, I had, I was on the over that game. It was like 364 and a half. But I mean, legitimately, they're going to have to set that over at like 385 next year. I just, oh. I, you got to. At one point, LeBron inbounded the ball, I think to himself. Sure. Uh, just threw it in and then walked in and grabbed it and then dribbled right down the court. And no, like everybody, no one went near him. Like everybody just moved out of the way. He drove right down the court and just dunked it. And I was like, what am I watching? Warmers? Right. Right, <laughs> it was like, it's confusing. I, I mean, I guess we need the game. I, I, I was just thinking, like, do we even really need the All Star game? Can't can't there be something else? Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't, I, I don't yeah. know what it is. You know, I was thinking, like, we should have instead of the like, maybe put like a real game in there. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what why we would put a real game in there. But let's just pick one. Just like this year's All Star game. Is the Lakers versus um, you know whatever Philadelphia? <laughs> I don't this for reason. I don't know. Like just I don't, I don't know. know. We just need to put a real game in there. Do the or, do do like this. Do the bottom of the bench, right? Like guys that average less than five minutes a game, and make right. put those guys all on a team and let them go out there and play for a million bucks. How about this? I'm gonna even throw you one more. How about we make the in season tournament championship the All Star game? Right? You just put it like. That title game that ends in whatever and in December. Sure. You get the All-Star game. Though the argument would be those two teams won't get any rest. I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, you might not, but you're also not probably going to the finals because it's a horse shit fucking trophy anyway. Right, right. You know I'm saying like, who gives a shit? You know right. what I mean? I, what about this, man? Why, why not? How about each team puts up a, a two-player team and you do a two-on-two tournament? Great. Now, them guys might want to win. You know what I mean? You might yeah. want to go out there and win. I think Bill Simmons always pushes a horse competition. I mean, let's do it. I mean, who cares? Like, let's just try different things. That could take hours, though. It could. It would They'd have to do that beforehand to edit it for us because that right. could take hours, man. Yeah, yeah. But it just I think any anything, try anything different in this. Yeah, case. yeah. Because right three now, on three tournament, and whoever wins the NBA three on three tournament plays against the big three champion in yeah. one game. <laughs> We're gonna make the Globetrotters come in and play them. I mean, who cares? Just we gotta it's try some something. stuff. We gotta make them play, yeah. Make them play donkey basketball, like one of them old high school fundraisers. Oh yeah, get it, get these large men on donkeys and let's see what happens. Yeah, it's terrible. It's it's, it's absolutely terrible, man. Like it's so bad. It's so bad I can't even watch it anymore. Let's move on from this. <laughs> All right, I do want to double back on the 49ers and the Chiefs Super Bowl here real quick and knock it off. Uh, Everybody bagging on Shanahan, the whole media push of like, well, the 49ers players didn't even know that it was different rules. That shit don't fucking matter. The coaches are picking that anyway. And for everybody to insinuate that like, everybody's tearing it apart. And well, Shanahan didn't know what was going on. That's why he took the ball first because he thought if they scored, they won. And it's like, no, he did not. He did not. And he wasn't wrong for not going second. You know what I mean? Like everybody, well, you should have gave the ball to Mahomes and then you get to go second. And then what you're playing, you're playing defensive, the whole, like you're like with that strategy to me, you're saying Shanahan in the Super Bowl overtime should have went into it. Like, God, let's just try to tread water and stay alive. Give him the ball. And if he scores, then at least we know we have to try and tie and get another overtime. I, I mean, he, he, he took his chance. It's football. He said, um, let's take the ball. Let's see if we go down and score and put the pressure on them. I don't have a problem with it. I don't think he did anything wrong. Yeah, you know, I I have to admit at the time I was like, this is a horrible plan by Shanahan. Like, I, I mean, I think I think if everyone, if we made everyone watching the Super Bowl write down, do you think this is a good idea by Shanahan to take the ball? It would be 123 million to zero. We'd all be like, no, yeah, he should yeah. keep the ball, right? But knee-jerk reaction, right? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, they're there, but you know, he was he was playing for the third possession, ultimately, right? He assumed he would get a touchdown, 
Then he assumed Kansas City would get a touchdown, and then he would get the ball back to win. That's what he was playing for. Yeah, and I see no flaw in that, especially when you feel like we have as good an offense as they do. Right. Both teams are giving up points at this point in the game. Like, I, I don't have a – I don't think that's a faulty strategy, the way they're raking him over the coals, man. Like, I think the other way – honestly, I really think in hindsight, I'm with you. Like, during the game, I'm like, well, shit, you don't want to give them the ball. But you know what I mean? You don't right. want to take the ball first. But in hindsight now, I'm like, no, nah, you know, I think he might have made what was the best call for him in that situation. They weren't going to win the game. And, and to give the ball to Mahomes first because you know he's going to score and then put yourself in the position of – we're just going to try to keep our head above water and maybe score again. And then Mahomes gets the ball third for the field goal to win. You know what I mean? Like I'm with you. I think he was thinking we got to score, they score, and then we score to win is our only hope. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I do. I, I, I think the problem was Reed had said that they were going to go for two. Right. So that, that tells me Shanahan that never occurred to Shanahan. Right. No. And, And that's just kind of, and now in today's day and age, kind of just horrible coaching, in my opinion. Like, it's horrible, right? Like, it, let's imagine it was Dan Campbell versus Andy Reid. Let's imagine it was Lions, Chiefs. There's no way Dan Campbell's taking the ball. No, I think like Because he knows, like, this is why it's bad, in my opinion, right? Like, there's, it's just bad. It's just a bad choice. It cost them the Super Bowl as much as Greenlaw, but it, it's, it's bad because – we know, right? Like he, he never, it never occurred to Shanahan to go for two. He just assumed I would get seven. They would take seven. Why? Why? Because the chiefs know the second team knows yeah. once they score a touchdown to kick their point. Now it's in, now it's back to the old rules, like in next score wins. So then you expect the chiefs just to kick off. Like no way. No, not in today's football. No, they're not going for two. Football. And yeah. so Shanahan, that thought clearly never crossed Shanahan's mind. So that just so I do lay it at the feet of Shanahan. I think it's bad, right? Because well, that's even all. Said, yeah, he said that he actually said that we would get it third. Okay, so you're not even you're not you. It's just bad. It's bad, man. It's bad. It, it was a bad call. He should have what he should have done was put his. This is probably why Steve Wilkes got fired. He wasn't comfortable with his defense. He should have kicked the ball off to Kansas City. And then done it his way. Then then find out, right? Then Shanahan could have had his cake and eat it too, right? He could have kicked the extra point and then gone to a third, or he could have gone for two. He just didn't want to do it. He he, horrible coach. I can't say it cost him the game though. That's the thing where I'm drawing the line. What are you talking about? Because that's that's insinuating that you understand what the outcome was going to be. You know, if I I texted you right in that minute when San Francisco said we will take the ball, if I had texted you that said. That is a horrible idea. You'd have been like, yes, because they're going to stop them. They're going to get three, and Mahomes is going to get a touchdown. Then we would have had that exact conversation. And guess what happened? That exact thing happened. It it was a horrible call. It, it, I, I just think it was horrible. I, like, I, I, I'm not disagreeing that I wouldn't make the call or that might have been a bad call. I, I am absolutely disagreeing with everybody saying there would have been a different outcome had he made the other call. And that's what I'm saying. They still had Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs on the other side of the ball. Well, they, there, there's yeah. no like the, if you would have called it the other way, the Niners would have won. But I'm he like, could have decided it on his hand, though, right? Shanahan could make the decision. I think he, he thought he was deciding it on his hand. I think he thought he I'm going to go and score and see what they can do. Sure, but Which, I think he all if that's what he thought. Look, they did a great job. They ran, you know, if it wasn't for that holding call, like that holding call gets them out of jail in the first yes, three down. And then, and then they ran it down the Chiefs' throat, right? The, to me, the biggest play in the game, one of the biggest plays in the game was that second and four when Chris Jones stuffs them and, and they lose like a yard. Then the oh, next yeah. play, Chris, maybe it was Chris Jones, but Jones comes back up the middle, gets pressure on Purdy, and Purdy would have had that touchdown. Yeah, right? he would have. It would have been seven there. Yeah. I, right. We both agreed we were texting during the game. I thought Jones should have been the MVP. They'll never do it because it's not flashy. But right. Jones Jones should have been the MVP. But that I mean, second down forced him into a pass, which then forced Jones to got him moving a little bit. Oh, yeah. And he so, single-handedly kept them in the game through the first and second and third quarters. I mean, I the mean, numbers will tell you. I saw, like an, I think maybe it was said to you, the ESPN tweet from a few years ago where the guy was like, it's like the taking it first is an advantage by point two, right? 
There's no real advantage numbers wise. Yeah. The real advantage is psychological. And, and I think like we, like we all know the Reaper was coming and, and the Reaper was there and, and we knew, we just knew, right. We all knew how the story was ending. Once the field goal was kicked, even when it was fourth and one, we were like, they're going to get a first down. And then, then for me, the only advantage of strategy, I, I also being a defensive guy, I would have went defense first. But I think by going defense first, you get the advantage of having four downs when you're trailing. You follow me? Right. Like you got to play three down football when you get the ball first. But and then if that's team scores and you know you got to score, you're now playing with four downs and you can open up the offense a little bit on a, a different down. It's an advantage to play with four downs for sure. For sure. For sure. And he didn't want that advantage. That These yeah. are where I'm like, Shanahan was crazy. Like he was like, it was, it was so horrible. Like I, not even because of the numbers. I just think psychologically. Right. And again, it, it it seems like he did. It didn't even cross his mind to go for two. So I, I imagine if Casey gets seven, he takes seven. Right. Cause if, yeah. if, because if you would go for two, why wouldn't you take the ball second? Right. Just why wouldn't you? Yeah. I, I'm not going to disagree with that. I, I do think he wasn't thinking that. Absolutely. So, like, so then just go for, so then just take the ball second and just be like, let's see what happens, you know? Yeah. Or then again, maybe, you know, he's in a situation where like, I don't want to be the guy that has to make that decision, man. You go for two and lose the Super Bowl. I don't want to be in that spot. Let's put that on them. I don't well, know. Sure. But then, you know, you got to win the Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> you know, like, so, I don't know. This is why I like Dan yeah. Campbell, right? This is why like everybody's ripping Campbell apart all the time. Like he just stuck to who he was. I just yeah. feel like Shanahan stuck to who he was there at the end. I thought, like, dude, just kick. Yeah, you, you know what you were getting with Campbell there. You ever see the What's inside that? the NFL where the, the way I have him mic'd up after the on the coin flip and overtime? It's on Netflix, and it's where like the Chiefs are shocked. They're just legit shocked that San Francisco took the ball. Oh yeah, like, Mahomes yeah. can't believe it. Kelsey can't like the Chiefs can't believe it. They're like, what? Yeah, they, they walk won. around going, they took the ball. They, they want, want the, the ball. ball. Like I don't know. It's it. I think I, I numbers wise, I don't think it's that big a deal. I don't think it cost them the game. I just thought it was a bad call. By yeah, I wouldn't have done it. We agree. I wouldn't have made that call either. I just think I, I and that's my whole point. I think they're really unfairly being like, Shanahan cost the Niners this Super Bowl. Oh, because if he would have just gave the ball to the Chiefs, he would have beat Patrick Mahomes. It's not right. that easy. You no, I mean? it's, like, it's not that easy. But I, I don't, you know, I don't think you want to let, you wouldn't let Brady go last. You, no. you know, like, you're, like no. you're not gonna let time, you're not these really great quarterbacks. I'm not gonna. I, I wouldn't let C.J. Stroud go last, right? Like I'm just. My point no. is, these really great quarterbacks. I don't want to go second. Yeah. I, well, I'll tell you this. I'll bet you this right now. If it happens again next year, he won't do it again. He won't I do agree. it again. I'll tell you that. He's he's learned, like, he I learned think his lesson. Coin toss. Like, I remember when that coin toss happened. I was like, please win the coin toss so we can go second. And they're yeah. like, San Francisco, you won the coin toss. I'm like, oh no. And like we'll take it. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, you'll it, take it. It was, it was okay. a little shocking, man. And it didn't. It just it had a little trouble reeking of yeah, we're taking it because we're gonna run it down your throat and put seven on the board. It felt more like it was a strategy move, and that's yeah. where I'll agree with you. Like that was bad strategy. If you really felt like the offense was on a sideline, like let's fucking shove it up their ass, give us the ball. Okay, you know, like okay. But that wasn't the case. You know what I mean? It right. wasn't the case at all. Because, because basically the Chiefs are going to win because they would that play that won the Super Bowl, they just ran that as a two-point conversion. Yeah. And, right? So they just score a touchdown. And it was like that, that, I mean, who knows if it works that way. But that that's what, in my head, I'm like, what? They clearly were saving that play till the end, right? The, the play they called Corn yeah. Dog. Yeah. So, like, if you know, like, you would use it in the two-pointer instead of the touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, it's 100%. It was a two-point play, 100%. It's like it's a little small, little four-yard, like, you know. Anyway, I thought Shanahan should have kicked it. Force. Give Mahomes three downs, not four. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that. I don't yeah. disagree with that. You know, I just think that they're the, – the, the, just how nonchalantly the media is all like, no, Liners just should have been Super Bowl tramps. And it's like, that's right. not how it works. That's not how it works. The the defense, yeah, the defense was raised up there right when they needed them. You know, kind of all year they needed. Yeah, yeah. One play. Yep. 
All right, let me throw one hypothetical on you, and then we'll get out of here on okay. right on time, just for fun, because we're getting up to the draft. So we'll do a little teaser at the end of stuff leading into the draft. Of the top three picks, right? So who's got the number one pick this year, right? The Bears. 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 Washington is number two. Yep. Patriots are number three. Yep. Which one of those three is most likely to trade out of picking a quarterback in the top three? Probably the Bears. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think the Bears, like, I think Washington, I, Washington would be thrilled if they could get Caleb. He's from Washington. Sure. New England sure. can't, they can't go another day without a quarterback. And I think a new coach, new quarterback makes sense there. Yeah. And the thing you got with the Bears, too, is you got the same coach, right? You know, and that's an easy way to be fired is to get it, bring in a brand new quarterback, like a brand new rookie quarterback. So, it's the easiest way for him to lose his job. So for sure, trade out. And then the crazy thing is the Bears are probably going to trade out. And then they're going to back-to-back drafts. A team that has never had a good quarterback, by the way. And they're going to pass up on C.J. Stroud, Caleb Williams, Drake May. Jay. They're going to pass up on these guys who are pretty good. So the Guys who everybody thinks are going to be pretty good. Yeah. Um, One of those guys hits. I, know, man. Well, I think it's the Bears. Why? Who do you think? I, I think. I think New England, man. I just do. I think that they're so not even close to competing yet right now. And then I think that with them, you know, given the coach, they select a new coach internally. They like this guy. They're not bouncing him in a year. This plan has been in effect for a couple of years to give him the team. They're, they are, it's already been said that they're going to make the turnover from the Belichick way. So it's going to be this guy's way now. And there's going to be a big shift in the building. So I think he fully has a good three years. I don't think they're going to bounce him early at all. So I wouldn't be surprised to see New England be the team if somebody's scrambling up to try to get, you know, May or something and wants Ooh. to give up a couple of first rounders, I could see New England being the team that go, we can wait. We can roll Mac another year. We can wait. Wait, you really, I guess the problem is you can't really because next year's quarterbacks are who? Shadour Sanders. Like, okay. I like, what yeah, you left year, right? Colorado? You got yours from Texas. You're like, no, thank you. Yeah, like, but the, we would have been having this talk last year, though, right? About like who you got next year, Caleb Williams. That's all we knew, we knew. Caleb, we knew Drake. We knew Drake. Drake may be pretty good, right? The yeah, one who maybe. surprised us won the Heisman, but yeah. you know, still pretty good. And then the other guy is uh, the Georgia quarterback, right? Carson Beck or whatever his name is. Like, yeah. I, I, if I'm New England, I'm definitely taking a quarterback this year because I don't want to deal with next year's crap. So I, I would really be open to doing it if I was New England, if we wound up with Daniels. And I don't mean any disrespect to him, but I'm saying if Williams and May are both gone, I'm fine with trading down. I just don't see that happening. I, that just has that just has bust written up. That's chasing the flush on the river. I'm not into it. You know what I mean? Like I would especially with the condition of that team. You know, I don't know. But anyway, of those three. I think Daniels is going to be a kind of a freak athlete and we're going to see some huge numbers, you know, quarterback when he runs all his stuff. I think if you're the Pats, I, you know, I'd trade for fields and then, and then give me a, I love that idea. I love that idea. I think you nailed that a couple of weeks ago. Force the bears, force the bears hand, right. See if they want, want to do that. And then you have the, then you give them like the 34th pick and whatever. And you know what else you want to do. But I don't think the Bears are going to do that. I think the Bears are going to they're going to trade out. I think they're going to. I, I think it's going to be Washington. That's what you I think, think. Caleb's going to wind up in Washington, huh? I think I think Washington's going to move up because I, I just don't. I think it's they cannot miss here, right? I'm not. I don't even know. If, I'm not saying Caleb's going to be, like, be a star, but I'm like new group, new coach. Kingsbury's there, like Washington. Yeah. King, Kingsbury and Caleb know each other, right? They they Kingsbury coached at USC, right? Kings, you know, yeah. So like, yeah. There's a lot of things to me pointing at Washington. I don't know why Washington would be like, here's what we'll do. We'll give you, you know, next year's number one. And that's what I was going to say. What do you think they're going to have to come out of to move up one spot? Probably two, two or three number ones. Like, oh, fuck no, then. I'm like, no, not a chance. I'm hanging the phone up immediately. Or at I'm least like, getting two, right? The Bears don't do it less than two because that's what Carolina gave. And yeah, it, I wouldn't have given one. But you're going you're gonna to get two. We're and then picking you're gonna... second, and you're in a position where you don't know if you're keeping your quarterback or picking the guy or whatever. Maybe I put you on the hot seat. You make a choice. We'll take May. 
Yeah, but I, I think the Bears will be like, they'll, they'll find somebody. They found Carolina. They'll find somebody. Yeah. Well, no, I, I don't disagree with you there, Andy. If someone further down the draft board wants to make a move to come up and give up some picks. But if I'm Washington sitting at two, I don't know, man. I'm like, no, no way. I'm not giving you a first rounder to move up one spot. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's a tough yeah, one. You won't, you won't get the hometown kid. You won't get the guy that bring everyone back to the franchise, right? And that's exactly what he'll do. And he'll put butts in seats. It's a good and story. It, and the Bears, I'm like, okay, tough shit. We'll take him. He'll, we'll beat your ass every year. Right. I just don't I think Washington has to do it. New group running the team, new coach, Kingsbury, hometown kid. Like it it's all like lines up. Cleveland was two in the LeBron draft. You would you would just be like, here is here are the picks, right? I'm not saying LeBron and just Caleb Williams are the same dude. I'm just saying right. it makes a lot of sense for them in a lot of Those ways. Those pieces all fit. I don't disagree with you there. Um, and you get money. There's so much money. Season ticket holders have, have left Washington, right? Here's a great way to get them back. It just it makes too much sense. Will Washington do it? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. At the end of the day, I honestly don't think any of these three teams are going to move anywhere. I think they're going to sit there and go one, two, three, QB, QB, QB. But well, well the, I mean, the Bears got to trade Fields if they, if they take Caleb. They got to yeah. just to get something out of them. You know. I, yeah. I, they I, got I kinda, it. And then if that Washington trade happens, then I think I'm like. Here is Marvin Harrison's spot at two. And then we'll ride with Fields. And then you'll get a new quarterback in a year, you know. Uh, if they pull that off, I, I bet I'll be shocked to see that pulled off in a Bears logo. They're guaranteed to screw it up somehow. And God, I hope they do. In my dream, in my dream scenario, the Bears walk up there with the number one pick and they select Jay Cutler. That's yeah. my dream. <laughs> But hey, you know, here's the Bears situation. Really, is like, what what do you think is the best for the next five years? Caleb Williams. Uh, then we'll take uh, we'll take Roma Dunzu, that kid from Washington, who probably won't be there at nine, but let's pretend like he is. Yeah. And DJ Moore, right? You take that, or do you want to do okay. Fields, DJ Moore, Marvin Harrison Jr.? I, I guess I would rather have Marvin Harrison Jr. because even if both of those quarterbacks don't work out, and I got that guy and the rest of the roster I have right now, I can probably get a good quarterback to come play for me. You can also get a defensive guy like nine. You get like Dallas Turner, yeah. right? I mean, pick. So, you know, for me, I, I'm, I'm in love with Harrison in this draft, and I would yeah. honestly be considering from three down. Like if I was New England, I might consider just taking him at three and be like, listen, just get this kid, and we'll worry about the quarterback later. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I think he's that good. Yeah, if you like cousin, you gotta get somebody. Like it can't be Mac, right? It can't be Mac. No, no, no. It's, you got to get somebody or have something lined up to where, like, you know, this guy's up at the end of this year, and we can probably sign him. Or you'd have to have something. But I just think I like a can't miss man. And quarterbacks are not can't miss. And we get sold on it every year, Andy. That there's five guys that are going to be awesome, and it's like it usually ends up being none of them. You know? Yeah, but we but we also just saw like you know the Chiefs traded up from twenty seven to ten right to get sure Mahomes. sure and it, it does work sometimes and it works it right work sometimes you, I just think I know we talked about this a couple weeks ago like you just have to take the shot it's the most important position in football because we've now seen it the last two years mm. all, all, only teams are good in, in football mainly are the teams with really great quarterbacks it's like Lamar in the AFC for sure right Joe Burrow's sure. good when he plays Bengals are awesome. When he doesn't yeah, play, he's a difference bad. maker. He's they're a difference bad. maker. Right? We got yeah. Josh Allen's. We got Mahomes. We got Lamar. In the NFC, we got NFC is a little different, right? There's a little more talent. The talent spread out a little more. But in the NFC, there's not a lot of great quarterbacks. And I, you could argue like Jordan Love's one of the best five NFC quarterbacks. Three that's, NFC. Quarterbacks. That's tough. It's true and tough. And, tough. and but you have like Goff, who's there, Stafford, Dak. I mean, Purdy, I don't know. Like, is that the five? Did I just name the five best NFC quarterbacks? Yeah, probably. Not probably. great. Right? Not great. But, not great. You know, but, and then you got, and the AFC, you got Stroud, right? Stroud was good. Led the Texans to second Stroud's round. Stroud's real good. Stroud's second real good. They're so gonna you got to take, take a shot. It's my only point. You got to take a shot these days. Yeah. I, no, I agree with you. You got to take a shot. But if I'm sitting at looking like the third guy in this draft class, I don't know that I have to take that shot. I agree with you. If, I, if I'm one, two, I got to take a shot at Williams. I got to take a shot at May. If 
if I'm three or below, I don't feel like I have to take a shot with Daniels. He makes me very nervous, man. He's very small and gets banged up easy. I don't like that at all. Yeah. 67 quarterbacks took snaps this year. Right. You get beat up in this league, man. You know? Yeah. I had no doubt. I, I, yeah. I just think like I'm, I'm, I can't decide on Jaden, what, you know, on Daniels, what he's going to be. I kind of feel Drake May is going to be bad, but everybody seems to think he's going to be good. So I'm like, I don't think he's going to be, jury's out on him for me. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not either way. Like if Washington decided they wanted to trade out and didn't want to pick him, I I might be like, "Mm, that was weird, but I wouldn't hate on him for it. I'd be like, but I don't know what this kid's going to be. And they're not ready yet. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I like, I would like, like Daniel to land on like Atlanta at eight. I think that would be fun. That'd be a better fit for him. No yeah, doubt. And it's all about where you land, right? It, right. It's all about where you land. Right. 100%. Right. 100%. That's why I think, well, I, I, you know, I think if you told Washington fans like, Hey, we're going to give up the next three years of uh, first round picks. We'll get some, we'll get some of the bears second round picks. We'll, we'll even it out. But just know like in like three or four years, we're going to be a fucking monster. And Caleb's going to be a monster. Yeah. If you can make that promise, I think they would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah if you can, if you can do that. Oh, I don't even know if Caleb's going to be good. I think he's going to be good, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know either on that. I, I'm honestly not so, – I don't think there's any quarterback in this class that I'm like, I get it. you got to take one if you need one up there. You can't yeah. miss on that. I understand that. But I'm just saying, me personally, I don't see any quarterback in this class that I feel like, yeah, that's a dude, man. He, that's a guy. you got to build a run. Like, I, don't, I just don't see it in any of them. I, I mean, I kind of think I'm kind of all in on Caleb, so I'm going to have to say all in on him. But, you know, you, but in like three years, he could be in the USFL. <laughs> you know, right. I, I could not be playing. I, I'd be like, yeah, okay, makes sense. I was wrong. Yeah, you never know. You just never know. I just don't see a Joe Burrow in this class. You know what I mean? But, you know, right. hey, hey, if I had a nickel for every time I was wrong on some shit like this, I'd at least have a quarter. I'll I mean, I mean, Lincoln Riley too. He, he's, he's, you know, you get the Lincoln Riley stamp, then I, I tend to want to in the quarterback position. I tend to want to follow you because Lincoln Riley doesn't, he doesn't stamp these dudes randomly. Right. Yeah. It's like, he's like, we're talking like Kyler. We're talking, you know, Baker, like these dudes are good. These dudes can play. And yeah. when, when Lincoln gets you this and he followed Lincoln. So, and Lincoln was more than happy to bring him. So uh, uh, that's what, to me, is makes me think Caleb's going to be good. He doesn't yeah. just put duds in the league, that, especially started for two years at big-time programs. So yeah, won yeah. the Heisman. Won the Heisman. So Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, we'll see what happens with all that. But, hey, man, we'll let you guys get out of here. We're right at about the turn here. So, Andy, thanks for showing up again this week, brother. And um, we'll see what's going on for next week. We're rallying toward the draft, and we will have that draft special for you guys, no doubt. And some more All Right Bet coming around the corner as soon as we get, you know, some more sports up and going. Baseball getting ready to start. We'll Uh, jump on some of that too, right? Some futures. We'll get some March Madness. Yeah, March Madness. Yep, Masters, March Madness, WrestleMania, Spring Training, and WrestleMania. We're definitely doing an episode on all that. We're definitely doing an episode on all that, no doubt about it. All right, brother, well, we'll catch you next time, man. Talk to you, man. Wanna bet? Cash money. It's time for another episode of All Right Bet. Wanna bet? No, God, please, no, no! Tease it. Tease it. When I want a chicken dinner. I'd buy that for a dollar.